Welcome to the season two premiere of the All Things Sports podcast. This is crazy. We have even crazier news. Talked about it in the last episode. We went our separate ways with podcaster Matthew Slotnicki, but I have some news. He has pulled a Rob Gronkowski, a Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you name it. He is back. Z. What's up, fellow pod members? You know, it's uh, it's funny. I was talking with ESPN a little bit, so I come back to my roots and come back to ATS. I was getting a little too carried away, but it's good to be back to where I came from and uh, back with my uh, podcast buddies. It's this is bigger than day, LeBron back to Cleveland. Big news today, boys. This was a very controversial topic, and I think a lot of us are still unhappy about it, but we're going to have to have the show go on still. I was losing sleep over this. I was so excited to be back. I'm, I'm jumping for joy. I'm, I'm really excited, boys. Yeah, well, we'll see how long he lasts this time. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. So we'll see. Welcome back, Matt Z. I got a whole lot of money, yeah. bitches yeah. counting for yeah. me. Bottle yeah. key popping that yeah. water, man, yeah. whole jacket. Yeah. It's a party, it's a party. Everybody, welcome to season two, the season two premiere of the All Things Sports podcast. We are starting off with a bang, just like I said in my Instagram story the other day. We have a very big guest today, and I'll let him introduce himself, but his name is Caduce Wahab. Q, how about you introduce yourself to everyone today? Yeah, um, my name is Kudus Wahab. Everyone calls me Q. Yeah, yes, sir. So we have a couple questions for you today. And for those of you that are listening in, Q played at University of Maryland last year, uh, playing at Georgetown the year before. He just transferred back to Georgetown for this coming season. So we were lucky enough to watch him play last year as huge Maryland fans here. Um, so let's dive right in. Matt, how about you start us off with the first question today? Cool. What's up, Q? Uh, so I got a quick question for you. Uh, so why did you decide to go back to Georgetown? And what was a major part of your decision in uh, doing so? Yeah, I decided to go back to Georgetown because I feel like I was um, successful there my sophomore year. Um, you know, um, I played with Coach Patrick Irving my sophomore year and I was successful there. So I feel like going there to like finish my collegiate career would be the best option for me. Yeah, hey Q, my name's Ryan. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember, we, uh, I used to go in the car with you and Garrett uh, from the business school. I don't know if you remember uh, that. Yeah, I think I do, <laughs> I do. Uh, but I got one quick question for you. So yeah, I remember watching you as a sophomore at Georgetown where you all made that Cinderella run and won the Big East tournament. Oh, yeah. um, as a player, what did that experience mean to you and how did you really grow and improve your game from that whole experience at Georgetown? Yeah, the experience was a really great one for, for me and the team then was, you know, nobody saw us coming um, in that way, you know. So it was really a great one. We, I think we won like four games in a row to win the biggest tournament. Coach Pat, um, my teammates were really helpful to help me improve my game. In, in you know in those four game span so it was a really great experience you know something that I thought I would um, bring to Maryland to like kind of like improve my game one 
Yeah, Q, I have the next question. Um, yeah. Playing at Georgetown and Maryland in the uh, Big East and the Big Ten, you played in a lot of uh, hostile environments. What was the toughest place to play? And also maybe what was like the worst thing that you could hear the student section kind of giving you shit for during a game? The toughest? You mean in the Big Ten or the Big East? Just in general, just the toughest environment you've played in. The toughest environment probably be Purdue last year at Maryland. I feel like the the arena is just so nice, and you can like you can like hear this, um, the student talking and yelling at you um, all game long. Um, for now, I can't really recall any. I think at Nebraska, some of the students were like saying some really crazy stuff. They were like talking a lot of trash, but. I can't really recall what they said or something like that. But at Nebraska, the fan, uh, the student section, they're like saying a lot of trash all game. Yeah, probably best you don't say some of that on camera. Yes, <laughs> but, um, I probably don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Brandon, by the way. But so my question is, what is kind of the main difference or main thing you notice that's different between Big East play and the Big Ten play? Is there something that kind of sticks out to you or anything in general? Yeah, the, the something that really sticks out to me is probably the the pace of the game. I think the big uh, the Big Ten is really slow. There's more like pounding inside. It's slow and it's like a lot of um, set plays and more pounding. Compared to like the Big East, the Big East is a lot faster. The guys are trying to like go coast to coast to go score. Unlike the Big Ten, where like they're, they're looking for the bigs, they're trying to slow everything down and like run set plays and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely noticeable from a fan's perspective as well. Yeah. All right, so I got a question for you, Q. So you're playing under your boy Pat Ewing again. Played from before, what's the most valuable takeaway you've gotten from him? The most valuable thing is, you know, he pushes me every time to like get better in game. Like he kind of like push me off um, uh, to that my limit, you know, every game. So the the, the biggest part about it be like, well, um, is like is worth every game to like rebound, cue, go get the ball and score, don't play inside when you get the ball, just get the ball and go straight up, you know, something like that. So it's probably the biggest takeaway is just his words and his teachings. Yeah, Q, I got one more question. Um, so growing up, and even even could be now, who would you say you really try to emulate your game after, try to replicate, well, yeah, just as a big? I, I love um, watching, um, I think, Malajma. I don't know if you know him. He used to play for Houston Rockets. Akeem, the dream. Of course, you know Akeem, the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. I think I really like this game a lot, um, especially the fact that he's also from Nigeria. So I feel like I've always um, grown up watching his highlights and stuff, try to, like, emulate my game. But in the in the current um, NBA style now, I feel like I like to watch um, um, DeAndre Ayton a lot. Because I, I can see like some similarities between my game and this game also. Nice, nice stuff. So I'm going to close it out with one more question. Um, I feel like Maryland basketball, the culture behind it is very known. 
I wanted to know if you knew, if you noticed anything in particular, uh, whether it's the fans or the coaches or whatever, like what did you enjoy most about playing for Maryland? I enjoyed, um, you know, playing at home, especially, you know, the, the fans at home are really, they really give us that energy to like, to like come out every game and try to like um, do our best and get a win. But, you know, especially, you know, some of the big games we played in the Big Ten, like the Michigan State, um, the Illinois, um, Wisconsin, those games were really huge. The fans came out in like large numbers to like support us and stuff. Awesome. All right. Thank you for answering those. So I came up with a couple questions, some trivia questions. Um, they shouldn't be too hard, but let's see uh, if you can get them. So the first question, last year, you guys beat this team. They were ranked 17 at the time. You had 11 points and you shot 100% from the free throw line with four rebounds. What team was it? You were ranked 17. Ranked 17. Oh, I think it was Illinois. Correct. Good yeah. stuff. Yep. There we go. Correct. <laughs> I injured my wrist in that game, so I couldn't play the rest of the game. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually do remember that. Yeah. We won that game, didn't we? Yeah. We that was did. when Dante went off. He had like 26 or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. The next one's pretty – I don't know. We'll see. Um, which Georgetown legend wore the number three in 1994 to 1995? Uh, it's it's um, Allen Iverson, for sure. Yep, correct. Yep. Okay, so the last one's hard. Um, which player is ranked first in all-time points scored at Georgetown? I'll give you three guys. Allen Iverson, Eric Floyd, or Patrick Ewing? I think it's Eric Floyd. Yeah. Three for three, Q. How about that? Wow. Yeah, because I know Coach Pat is more like a – he's probably top five, I think, because he was there for like four years or three years like that. But he's right. more of a defensive player. And, exactly. Uh, and um, Allen Iverson was only there for like a year. So it's definitely Eric Floyd. Yeah, that's a little bit of a short question. I like that. What so, about, where, where does Roy Hibbert live? Like, where does he land in that? I don't know. Um, oh, he's got to be top five. Well, I mean, yeah. You only played for one year or two. Oh, yeah, you're right. You only played a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not even on. He's not even close to anywhere high. Okay. Um, to wrap this up, we're going to talk about a little bit of an NCAA preview. Um, curious to know what you think the top five Big East teams are going to be this year, and then we'll talk about the Big Ten. So, rank your top five for the Big East this year. The Big East, I gotta go Georgetown number one. Then I have to go. Um, I'll go with um, probably Creighton. Yeah, I didn't really follow a lot of Big East teams last year, but I had Creighton was good. UConn probably at number three, Villanova at number four, and then maybe what's um, maybe Marquette at number five. I don't know if you said Marquette. like Providence or Villanova. You said what? Yeah, you said Villanova. He had oh, Villanova. you said Nova. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, oh, yeah, you did. That's my bad. It'll be interesting without Jay Wright, how they do. 
Yeah, Gerard is yeah, is gone. I think he resigned. Right. Okay, and what about the Big Ten? The Big Ten. This year I'm gonna go with. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think Illinois. Oh, no, I mean, um, um, Indiana. Yeah, I say, yeah. Uh, like a lot of players and stuff at number one. Then probably Illinois, Coffee Cogborn is gone, so I don't know. So I might go with um, Michigan at number two. Uh, then at number three, I'll go with Purdue. I think it's like it is going to be busy this year. Yeah, and then um, at number four, I think I'll go with um, probably Michigan State. And then number five, I gotta go with. I think I'll go with Maryland. At number five. Yeah, Maryland, yeah, Maryland last up there for sure. And don't. don't oh, you're not that oh, oh, here we go. Maryland number five. We got them last. We, we, we can agree on that, Q. We got Maryland last over there. <laughs> no, no, he said five. We heard him. Yeah. Hey, Q. I actually have a. Interesting question. Did you ever speak to Kevin Willard at all? Like since you tried? Yeah, I did. Or... I did. I think the first week he got on campus, I went to him and added some discussions with him. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He gave me some advice and he talked to me also. Good. Well, awesome. it's a shame we don't get you back, but we're definitely going to be cheering for you at, uh, at Georgetown. For sure. It was really nice talking to you guys. Yeah, Q. Uh, just to wrap it up, sorry to keep you here. Just one more question. Um, what are your goals for this season and for the future? What are we thinking long-term and short-term? Yeah, my goal is to, you know, bounce back from the kind of season I had last year. You know, just play to my potential, you know. You know, um, one, of, be the, one of the best bigs in the country. And also to, like, put my name out there because I, I want to have go to like play professionally in the NBA. So I want to put my name out there and also have my team win um, the biggest tournament and also make a run in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. It's awesome. We're all going to be rooting for you. Thank you so much for joining Q. It's been a pleasure and best of luck to you with everything, man. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Caduce was a beast. Thank you for joining Q. Let's dive in straight to our topic today. We have no plan. We're just going to talk about fantasy and we're going to talk about everything about it, really. Mock drafts, who we like, who we don't like. Um, so this is an interesting episode that we're going to we're going to do, but let's do it. Sometimes these are the best. So I'll pose a question and I'll pose a topic for us first. Who do we think is going to be a bust in fantasy quarterbacks? I'll jump right in. Tom Brady. He's done. He's, he's going to the Bahamas, taking a vacation in the middle of training camp. Wait, before you start talking, is this fantasy or is this an, like, actual football? This is fantasy, bro. Fantasy Got football. Got it. Tennis, man. You regular <laughs> football or fantasy football, you fucking dick. Yeah. Either one. No, but I mean, it's. I feel like it's got to be Brady. Halo, he, what is your response to that? I mean, I think that's just absolutely crazy. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, 
a ton of different guys on that Tampa Bay roster. The only issue with that Tampa Bay roster right now is the offensive line cannot stay healthy. Decimated. They're completely decimated. Um, But at the end of the day, you have the best quarterback that's ever lived on this planet behind that line. So I'm not worried. Look, he'll still he'll still finish top 15, but I think people are expecting him, you know, top seven, top eight. So I think that's you know, pretty significant drop. Fantasy, you're saying fantasy wise? Yeah, yeah. I think he still finishes in the top ten, but I, I think I think it's fair to put him outside that top five. Do we think he finishes ahead of Aaron Rodgers? A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. I think Green Bay is gonna be that was actually my next my next point. I agree. My bu- my bust this year in fantasy was gonna be Aaron Rodgers. I agree um, too. I think you're gonna see a lot of Aaron Jones and Aaron Dillon or AJ Dillon all Aaron year. Aaron Dillon, you're being and- <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Matt. We didn't run you on the pod. Your opinion matters, Aaron Dillon. Um, AJ Dillon Just, and Aaron Jones are going to get the ball a ton this year. And at the end of the day, the word from Green Bay camp is that these receivers aren't stepping up. And I'm not trusting guys like Al Lazard, Daubs, Randall Cobb. I mean, some oh. of these guys I couldn't even name. So I, I'm taking Aaron, Aaron Rodgers to have definitely finish outside the top 10 this year in fantasy. A lot of response. He just Aaron Dillon. That's all I can say. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is back-to-back MVP. There's no reason why he wouldn't be good at fantasy. Yes, he lost Devontae. It's a big, big, crucial part. And maybe they're relying on the running game more with Jones and Dillon. Fine, and that they should. They're two dynamic forces in the running game. So that's obviously what's going to happen. But you can never take anything away from Aaron Rodgers throwing in football. No matter who he throws to, he's going to be a top 15 lock quarterback. No matter what. Top 10, I don't know, because losing Devontae is hard. I obviously have him in my top 10 no matter what. But losing Adams obviously hurts, but he's it's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get the ball no matter who he's throwing to. So we'll see. I mean, for Brady, though, same thing. I think he always going to be good, but we'll see. Who's your bust? Who's my bust in fantasy this year? Yeah, your bust quarterback. I'm in the spot. Um, That's what we were talking about. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who my bust is. Here, I'll go Rodgers. first, Matt. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll take some time. Yeah, I'll think about it. Well, so – I, I do agree with what Bale is saying, but I think for the term bust, you have to, like, consider, like, drafts, um, like, where they're going the draft. And I think Rodgers is ranked pretty, like, accordingly. He's I think he's, like, him. just outside the top 10 or fringe top 10, which is where I think he'll end up being. Yeah. But in regards to, like, who I think is going to underperform based on their draft position – is going to be very controversial, but Patrick Mahomes. I think drafting a quarterback in general that early is just doesn't make sense because the the depth at the position. And also, I just – I don't think Mahomes will put up the same numbers he did last year. And in these drafts, he's going fourth round. Someone could even jump and take him the third. I think that's crazy. Obviously, Mahomes will probably be a top-five quarterback, but given his draft position, I think that – he's going to be a bust based on what people expect to be getting. Yeah. I mean, I could easily see four guys, five guys finish ahead of him, but then again, it's Mahomes, So he could easily finish number one, but I, I love that take. That's a crazy take. <laughs> that is a crazy take. Again, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I think he'll be like a top five quarterback, but considering his draft, like, if you're talking about get Mahomes in the fourth round or get like a, 
I see what you're Tom saying. Brady, Jalen Hurts, someone like that in like the eighth or ninth. Give me that all day over well, him here's in the, the thing with that. So, so That's why I think he's a bust considering his draft. I know our league's only four points for a quarterback, but there are some leagues. I know my dad, some leagues also he does. There's some leagues that have six points for quarterbacks. So I don't think Mahomes scoring six points for touchdowns. I, mean, I think he's easily worth a third-round pick. If he gets six points for touchdowns, it's easily worth it, in my opinion, 100%. But for our league, it's obviously not. There's different leagues you could argue that. Two points. Yeah, We're I talking mean, about a standard fantasy football league, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, standard rule, Aaron Dillon. <laughs> that is not a standard fantasy. What's four the standard points. rule? Four points for everybody? Four points for a passing touchdown. I've definitely heard of six points for a passing touchdown for quarterback. Aaron. You've heard of it, but it's not standard. <laughs> I, I think it's a common thing. All right, let's go. Let's go talking to the next. about the regular <laughs> fantasy the normal. Let's story. go to the next topic. <laughs> All right, next topic. Let's spice things up a little bit. NFC East. We got one Eagles fan here. Got some Redskins fans here. This Who's winning the division? Commanders, commanders, commanders. Commanders. Commanders fan. You know what each person is going to say? We should have something different. Who's – doesn't matter. Who's winning the division? Because the commanders sure as hell aren't. I wonder who we're going to all say. Who are you going to say? Who is the guy that the Eagles fan, the Redskins fan? We know what there? he's going to say, but what are the Redskins – Commanders fans going to say? What do you think? I think I, Dallas I, wins. Yeah, I think Dallas wins the division this year. Yeah. Um, I think you just look at that roster top to bottom. It's – Pretty disgusting. They have a good offensive line, good quarterback, great running backs, solid receivers. And then you look at the defensive end, you got playmakers like Micah Parsons, um, Demarcus Lawrence, and then you even got guys like Trayvon Diggs that can make plays. Um, uh, that's a great roster, and it's a team that can go far in the NFC. So we'll see what happens. But I think they're a clear cut to win that division. All right. Obviously, I'm biased, but there are a lot of holes, I feel like, in that. Cowboys roster besides CD Lamb, I don't know who's going to be a reliable receiver for them. This is not bad. Um, um, Trayvon Diggs has Gallup given up the great, most. The the Gallup's very good too. He's he's banged up though. And Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs gives up the most, has given up the most receiving yards in the league in the last year, despite having a lot of interceptions. The secondary as a whole is not great. They lost Randy Gregory. Zeke is never healthy. The O-line isn't healthy right now. The Eagles are a much more complete roster. The only position where you can't really argue the Cowboys have them is quarterback, which is obviously a major factor. But I, I think the Eagles' defense could be top five this year. The O-line's the best in the league. And Jalen's got unlimited amounts of weapons. So I just think they're significantly better than the Cowboys at everything besides quarterback. That's a fair take. That's a fair take. Anyone else have any comments on that? Yeah, I actually want to jump in another time here. Um, I've talked about this team earlier, and I actually think this team's got some potential. I like the Giants this year, surprisingly. Um, that might be a hot take. I know they have Daniel Jones, so that's the big question mark behind that Giants team. But I like what Brian Dable's doing out there, and I really think this is going to be a big Saquon Barkley year. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of him. You're going to see Kadarius Tony really break out as a, as a second year receiver. Um, I like that Giants team. I'm not, they're not going to be a playoff football team, but they might make a push and play some tough games in that NFC East. Um, might be a hot take, but I, I do I don't mind New York this year. That is Sahara Desert hot. That was my hot take a couple of podcasts ago. So I can't hate. I had them making the playoffs. Is my hot take. 
So I I can agree with that. Okay, um, let's let's go to the NFC North. Let's just see who we think is getting out of NFC North. Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. This division's a little interesting. You do every you do every topic that's biased opinions. You're the only biased one. Yeah, what? Yeah, what are you Eagles saying? Eagles biased ones, the, the division. What do you mean? What, what's Shaq going to say if the Eagles winning the division? Four of us don't have any bias towards any of these teams, and you okay, do. Okay, what do you think of the NFC North? I think the Packers are winning the division. I think it's close. I think the Vikings are very good, and I think, if anything, this can be their year to win it. But I think Green Bay still has the edge defensively. I still think they have Rodgers, and I think they take it just because of the expertise. Yeah, I agree. I think Minnesota should – they should have a wild card spot at least. I mean, I feel like they are they got better this year and they're getting healthy, so. Yeah, I think it's also interesting to talk about Minnesota. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think most of us can agree on he's definitely one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the, the whole NFL. Um, I, I just saw a stat a couple of days ago. I think for the last six years he's finished top ten in QBR. Um, Kirk just, he gets it done. He's choked in prime time. And that's what always people will talk about with Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk. But I definitely think that Giants route or not the Giants. <laughs> we're done with the Giants. The Vikings roster top to bottom could definitely make a push and potentially even win that NFC North. Yeah, I am a huge Kirk Cousins supporter. I never thought I'd say that when he was on the Redskins, but he is legit. That offense is solid with Dalvin and Jefferson and Thielen's all reliable, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won the division, but I still give the edge to the Packers. I think their defense is miles better than the Vikings. And also, if it is, assuming it is going to be a, a close battle between them in the two-minute drill, even with those weapons Cousins has, I still trust Rodgers more in the last few minutes, even though he chokes more than – Romo holding an extra point um, in the playoffs, but I still think the Packers are the favorite to win that division. Matt, what do we think? I think it's definitely the Packers. I, I mean, yes, it's all Devontae. It's the same stuff we're all saying. They, they've one of the. I think they have a top three defense in the NFL this year, for sure. Um, they got the two guys from Georgia, Walker, and then I've got they got that. Yeah, Walker and some. Oh, the linebacker. And then they got all those guys back. They got they just signed Jair. They got Stokes. They have a great defensive line, and it's Rodgers. And they're gonna they're gonna probably win the division most likely, if it's not the Vikings. And yeah, probably the Packers. I like Let's talk about the AFC West. That's what I was gonna get into. The Rams. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I'll lead it off right here. Um, it I think it's pretty self-explanatory. The Chiefs are just gonna win that division again. Um, say all you want about them losing to Kill. You got the best quarterback in the league, and I don't think it's really close other than Josh Allen makes a compelling argument. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they'll get it done this year. Uh, I'm still buying the Chiefs. I don't think it's as much as the Chiefs losing Tyreek that, like, scares people. It's like all the other three teams got people. But I'm not sure if this is in one of the uh, vaulted episodes, but – we were saying that could this be the first time that four teams from one division make the playoffs? I mean, I feel like this is a year. Like, if there's ever going to be a time, this conference or this division is just ridiculous. I agree, Brandon. But if you look top to bottom in the AFC, I just don't think it's possible. You have teams it's like not. Bengals, Ravens, 
You even go Patriots, Dolphins, Bills. There's just too many teams in the AFC. I don't think it's possible for four teams. In fact, I actually just I just saw DraftKings was kind of promoting a bet to where you can bet on all four of those teams to make the playoffs, and it was like plus eight fifty. So you know everyone and their mothers. No, uh, yeah, obviously it's like no way, very unlikely. But I'm saying very if there's spots. ever a year, if there's ever a year, I mean this is as close as we're gonna get. A hundred percent. I mean, you're gonna see potentially one of those teams like the Raiders or Denver, even the Chiefs, Chargers. All those teams can win the Super Bowl this year, which is crazy to say. Um, and yeah, more more than likely, one of them is gonna miss, maybe two. I think it's KC also. I think if anything, the Chargers are going to make a run. I think they definitely upgraded their defense the best um, by adding Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, arguably top three at their positions respectively. Herbert is only getting better. He has Keenan, Mike Williams, Eckler. He's got all the weapons in the world. Got a great offensive line that's still young and good. And I think if anyone's their competition, the Chiefs' competition, it's going to be the Chargers. Uh, but I think Kansas City's—they just know how to win. They're just—they just win, 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 win. Mahomes actually just got a couple more weapons. We're talking about him losing Tyreek, which is obviously big. But Sky Moore has really impressed in training camp. Juju has made some great plays, and they still have Kelsey. So I don't think this team's going anywhere. I see them finishing in first. I couldn't agree more with what you said. I think everything you said was on point. And it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid, Mahomes, and Kelsey. It's like those three guys on our offense together. Tariq Hill or no Tariq Hill. I mean, I think Juju's going to be an absolute stud this year with Mahomes. If he stays healthy, I think that Mahomes is going to force feed him like no other. I think that that team is going to still be the way they always have been, dominant for sure. All right, anyone else on this topic? Yeah, um, I think – um, it's just going to be a two-team battle between the Chiefs and Chargers. The Chargers added a lot of pieces on that defense, and I think they're going to be a lot more serious this year, but I still trust Andy Reid and Mahomes, that combo. Tariq Hill's a big loss, but they still have enough to get it done with that duo. Um, I see I, – I obviously think one of those teams will miss the playoffs, obviously. Um so if I had to pick one team to miss the playoffs in the division, I think I go Denver. Fair. All right, we've been talking about football a lot. I think the past four episodes we've talked about football. So let's switch course. We haven't really talked about the NBA in a while. Um, I have some debates that I know are going to be controversial right now, but let's dive right into it. LeBron or MJ? My all God, time. you're just diving right into it. Right into it. LeBron or Michael Jordan, all time. Well, man, I think you should lead us off. You can lead. I mean, I honestly, I hate this question for us, for our generation, because we just see the highlights of Michael Jordan. We never actually got to see him throughout his career like we did LeBron. So I think we're going to be a little more biased towards LeBron. And I would say LeBron's the better all around player. But when you talk about GOAT and, like, resumes and who had the best career, because Jordan has those six rings still and is 6-0 in the finals, he might still be labeled as the GOAT. But if I'm starting a franchise with any player of all time, I'm taking LeBron easily on my team over Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to compare eras. I think that's, like, 
kind of the biggest art like debate with this whole argument mj versus lebron um there were just two different games like the game today is so much different than it was when mj played i think you still say mj just like jack said he's got six rings um he, he is the goat but i think and this is this is a little hot i think you're going to start hearing steph curry get into this debate um he's now a four-time nba champion and I think he's going to, he's not done. I mean, I think he could at least win one or two more. And I think then you're going to have Steph Curry enter this argument as the GOAT. Um, he's freaking incredible. Best shooter bar none all time. And he makes everyone around him better. And I think it's definitely an argument to say Steph Curry could honestly be the greatest basketball player to ever live. Yes and no. Um, yes, debatable, but I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't confidently say Steph Curry is the greatest NBA player of all time. I don't. I don't know about that, but he's definitely top ten. Change I'm not saying now. I'm saying in three to five years. Yeah, might if, be he wins, if he wins two or yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I think it's pretty bar none that he's the best point guard to ever live, and that's undisputed. Hammer magic, but yes. Uh, again, we weren't in that era, but. No one scores the ball like Steph Curry scores, and his only knock is he can't defend. And but he can. He's actually a pretty good defender now, improved, so that's kind of he's scary. Improved his, he's improved his defense, no question about it. And I really think this Warriors team could go back-to-back next year. Um, we'll see. Yes, I, they can. I, I really think Steph Curry will be in this argument in a couple of years. All right. No doubt he changed the game. He's a beast. So, Matt, how about you introduce the next topic? Yeah, I was just talking about something more recent, not the MJ LeBron thing, but I was saying um, about Kevin Durant, another one of those guys that's in that conversation. This is actually a very controversial one also, but all the talks about him leaving Brooklyn or going, you know, somewhere like Boston or Phoenix or something like that, where do you guys think is like, I know Katie's always leaving, who knows where he's going to go, but where do you guys think is the best fit for him to go this year? And where do you think? D.C., Washington, D.C. That's a a great answer. They want to win 45 games and get better. Washington, D.C. The best fit to win, like a cha- like realistically a championship team to win. I mean, obviously it's Golden well, State or Boston, but it's not, this is that's a like, that's a weird question because if if team is trading for him, they're giving up assets. So true. it's like you know, uh, yeah, I guess Memphis. But what if they give up Jaren Jack? Like it just like depends on that. I don't know, honestly. I think either Boston if they pair him with Tatum, or Phoenix if they can somehow get him and. Can't really give up Aiden anymore since they just signed him, but I don't I don't know what's going to happen. But I would love for him to come to DC. So we're I honestly, that. It's, not that, it's not crazy to say that because like and him together with a bunch of the role players. Pretty crazy to say from a diehard Wizards fan. I don't think we're in a better position. Yeah, assets. Than a lot of teams. We have the assets to trade for him. Exactly. Just, him and Beal would not be better than him and Tatum. Him and Ja. Him and the Raptor. I mean, like. But yeah, two studs. The bottom line is any team trading for KD is going to have to give up basically their entire near future with like four first round picks and some key players. And on top of that, you've got a guy who has played on dynasties like the Warriors has played with Kyrie and Harden. He's played with Westbrook and Harden. He's always been in a good spot, yet he's never happy and never stays long term with the team. The guy's a cancer to the locker room. He uses his burner accounts more than, like, 
<laughs> any player has seen. I I don't think I don't really care where KD goes, and I'm not I'm not worried about whatever team KD goes. Yeah, I mean, I think Fro makes a good point, and I honestly think teams are asking too much for Kevin Durant, and I think he's just going to end up being a net next year. Um, if I were to see Kevin Durant on another team, I think an intriguing spot for him is the Miami Heat. Um, I think you put Kevin Durant as a focal point of that offense paired with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. You've got a good defensive team surrounded by shooters like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, um, even Max Struess. Obviously, some of those guys will be gone if they were to get a player like Kevin Durant. But I think playing in Miami is an intriguing spot for Durant. I don't think many people are talking about that. Definitely. Uh, I don't understand why you guys think Durant would just be bad for a team, but it's beyond me. I, I'm not, I don't think Durant would be bad for top three player in the league. I don't think he'd be bad for not any. bad. I'm saying he's, I don't see KD winning another championship unless he's in a situation like he had with the Warriors. I disagree. I disagree, I disagree but, yeah, I don't agree with that, but okay. Um, next question. Um, who do we think currently the best player in the NBA is? Steph Curry, not even close. Agree with Balo Curry, without a doubt. I agree, but not even close. You don't think Giannis is close? This season, I think there's going to be so many guys who could make that contention. Yeah, I wouldn't say not even close. That's definitely a strong thing to say for a guy. Like, I don't even love Giannis like that. I just kind of started liking him a little bit more, but – Giannis Antetokounmpo is absolutely insane. He's definitely a close second to Steph, no matter what who anybody says. I know Aaron Dillon's up there also with Baylor, but other than that, Giannis is definitely close second to Steph for sure. How much yeah. do you like that? About who? You you just started liking him, I guess. I did. I didn't. I didn't. Think, I thought he was only had a jump shot. He's got a jump shot down this year. What about <laughs> last year when he won the finals? Yeah. So now you're a box fan like the Packers. No, I'm a, I'm a Boston fan and a Patriots fan also. I'm a Patriots fan like you. What about Dame Dalla, man? You want to talk about Dame? I, well, I'm not talking Dame. Let's talk some Dame. have a great season. Yeah, let's talk some Dame. What do we think his expectations are this I year? Like this. Calling off an I injury. Like this. I don't know. Ask Aaron Dillon what he thinks first. <laughs> Matt, what, no, what seriously, the Blazers? I'm not even trying to fuck with you. What do we think Dame's going to do that, like for Portland and Dame? Because he's coming off a huge he's injury. Always be like this, every time, flat. I mean, he's, there's no – as long as they're not bringing a, a superstar for Dame to have and McCollum leaving, it's always going to be almost almost what could have been. He's never going to have the other guy helping him. He's always going to be flat. So do you, you think, think he should get out of there? What's that? Brandon, you got it. I was going to say, you think they're a lock to make the playoffs this year? No, not a lock. No, definitely not a lock. I, I think, think they will? Confused. I think they will, because I think Simon's going to be a uh, – all-star very, very, very soon. Simon's got a bag. He got a hundred million. I think Simon is, a, is an up and coming guy in the NBA for sure. And he's going to be pairing with Dame for sure. Well, but as long as Dame doesn't have another guy there, like a KD or Beal or Tatum like that, they're always going to be what could have been not enough to win. So you obviously think Dame should leave Portland. Yeah. It's a smart move, but he, he won't leave Portland. I don't think. Can't run from the ground. I feel like he would have left at this point. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to. Yeah. Who, who knows? All, I mean, who do you all have coming out of the West this year in the NBA? 
I think Golden State, but besides them, I think Dallas makes a huge jump and surprises a lot of people this year. They lost Brunson, but they gained Christian Wood. I think it's everything Luka needed. Um, and I think they have all the shooters and defenders for Luka to help them go far. So I think Dallas is a team to watch out for. But I think Golden State comes out of the West. I I agree. I think Golden State's still the definitive favorite in the West. I think the Mavs will be even better. I think Luka's – I think if anything, going back to that best player in the league argument, I think if anything, second place uh, to Curry right now, I think I'd rather have Luka than Giannis still. I think Luca as an offensive threat is the closest thing we have to Curry. Um, but the only other team I see giving like real problems in the West is I like the Clippers. I like, I think if Kawhi and Paul George can both stay healthy and finally have a postseason healthy together, I think they'll give, give anyone a run for their money in the tough series. Jack, you stole the words out of my mouth. I love the Los Angeles Clippers this year. You have at one point, I don't think you can say it now just because he's been hurt the last two years, but at one point I think Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the world on that roster. You have Paul George, who I think is a fantastic shooting guard and is right to wing man. I think the Los Angeles Clippers are going to make a run this year. And I think they're going to really give the Warriors a tough time in that, in that conference this year. Um, don't be surprised. The Clippers win the whole thing this year. The Clippers. Wow. Hey, don't sleep on the T-Wolves. With the bear now. I saw Brandon flexing his bicep. They did pick up John Wall as well. They did get John Wall. Yes, but... sir. Speaking of John Wall, this is a debate we've had for quite a long time. Let's wrap it up with this. Which Wizards team was better? The era of John Wall and Bradley Beal in 2016-2015 or – Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, and Karan Butler, that era. What Agent do we think? Zero all day. Easily. Easily. Day. That wrong. era did not compare, dude. Karan just in his day. Jameson. Talk Karan. about that. That, that. that era to me was much better Wizards team. That's the best Wizards we've ever seen. It's Karan. They didn't Hayward, Deshaun Stevenson. Even Antonio Daniels. Daniels. Their team won. We were a lot more than You can name Sadoransky just as good as Deshaun Stevenson was. No. Well, here's a debate. Oh, what? Do you think Gilbert Arenas is a Hall of Famer or John Wall? Like, who do you think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more? Well, John Wall's still playing, but Gilbert Arenas a hard I don't know. People I forget John say Wall was you forget how good John Wall was. They both are. I'm not saying I remember I remember how good John Wall was, but that was for what, a three to four year span? Five, six, seven. We're acting like that Wizards team had a long run of success. All the way up until 2018. I don't think I don't think Gilbert's team ever even made the conference finals, just like our Wizards, did they? No, they didn't make the conference finals, but they went to a game seven against the Boston Celtics. Oh, game seven. It's basically it's basically the conference. If Kelly Olynyk didn't exist, we would be making the conference finals and then making the finals. So, what? You don't have good um like. Actually, either either team, but I think for sure the team with Gilbert is just most definitely the better team. Why? What have they done? They were better. They were better for longer. What? 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 I I said, what did they do that the 2015, 2016 Wizards didn't do? And I don't care if they were better for longer. It doesn't matter. They were better for maybe one more year. You're talking, man. You're saying you're fine. Go first. I'm saying you said which era is better. Like, 
the longevity is better. Like you said, like John Wall and the Wizards, they were good for what three, like 20, 2014 to 2018, not even like it, we two, three glory years where we almost made the conference finals. Like, I disagree with you, even if it's an extra year and I'll fact check it just to make sure we did not have, we were not even mentioned to be championship contenders with Gilbert. Like we, we were always in the hunt, but we were never contenders with the wizards in 2016, that one year that LeBron went to the finals. We were literally being talked about as the one team that could beat Cleveland. I'm ta- I'm not making this up. No, you I are. Know, right. I know you we're are. ass, but that was the team that people thought if they matched up against us, we would beat LeBron. So for that reason, I think without a doubt, that era team, whatever it is, yeah. is more skilled. I that actually, is. I actually am going to agree with Ginger on this one, because, and my main thing is. I think Wall and Gilbert were – they're different players, but I'd say it's hard to pick who was better at their peak. Wall was much more athletic and all. But if you look at that Wizards team from 2016, they actually had a much better supporting cast to, like, the main guys than that team with Gilbert and them had. I mean, off the bench, Deshaun Stevenson, uh, Daniels, Andre Blatch. I mean, those guys were those guys were bad. I mean, when there was injuries with Gilbert – they were a bottom team in the league. Um, the 2016 Wizards, they had Otto Porter, Oubre. They ended up getting Pier- Paul Pierce after that year. Um, Markeith Morris was good, gave good minutes. I mean, they had a much better supporting cast, believe it or not, than that team back in the day. Good stuff. That's a good, knowledgeable answer. I like that. Regardless, both those – our glory days are trash compared to some of these other franchises, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, not for long until we trade for KD. I actually do agree with Jack, though. Um, I think comparing John Wall to Gilbert Arenas, if you take both of their primes, I think John Wall's prime was better than Gilbert Arenas's prime. But right now, career-wise, I think Gilbert's had a better career than John Wall just because of how he's played out throughout the last four to five years with injuries and – yeah, it's been a little unlucky, but he really hasn't been the same player since 2018, I guess. Bro, but like Gilbert Arenas averaged 25, 29, 28 back to back to back. And he's only averaged 21 times since that. So out of his 12, 14, 13 years, he's only averaged over 20 points four times. And he had one year of double digit assists. John Wall was an assist leader in literally every year, top three, like every year he played. So I'm not saying Gil- – I love Gilbert, but put some respect on John Wall. He was probably better, I think. I just did. In a shorter stand. I know you did. Time. I'm it just saying, better. going back to the question – I know. I'm just saying, going back to the question, John Wall, people forget. So, All right, any last-minute debates anyone has? Any, any controversial topics we want to just throw out there? Uh, Aaron? Aaron Dillon? Any any words? Do we all do it? Do we do our Super Bowl picks this year? Like who we think? Let's, do our, let's do our Super Bowl picks right now. Slot, start us off. Quickly though, spot. quickly. Just the winner will pick. Just to say a winner, not yeah, the uh, yeah, it's just the winner. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Who's with the Packers. I'm gonna Shocker. go with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl. See, I think that top five defense carries them. I'm gonna be short and sweet. Top five defense carries them. Aaron Rodgers, your quarterback, and I think he's gonna finally get it done this year. <laughs> Does anyone disagree with that? 
does, every, does everyone disagree with that? Yes. Everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah. My team, I'm just going to say a name, Buffalo Bills. I think they win it all. That's what I was going to go with, too. I would have said the Bills if you didn't say them, but I think the Baltimore Ravens, new era eight, big trust, Lamar Jackson <laughs> gets it done. I do like Lamar. Yeah, um, going to Matt's take, I would trust leaving my car unlocked and running in the hood more than I trust Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. So I would probably go with just the, the Bills because they're the most talented team, even though the AFC is tough. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams can repeat if they stay healthy, honestly. No one's talking about the Rams. No one. Mm-hmm. No one. That's because right, they that was... repeat in like 15 or 20 years. That's that's true. Yeah, but they're different. They're built. They can easily come back and repeat it. Philly's the dark horse. That's true. All right, great episode, guys. Definitely our most fun one yet. Thank you all for tuning into the season two premiere, and we'll see you soon.